Hello and welcome to uh, this uh, little episode. What I want to talk to you about today is my favorite topics, which has got to do with rational and emotional choices. And the way humans don't make rational choices, I'm going to say at all for the purpose of this conversation, or at least not very often. Uh, I'll make a few examples here then. So, for example, we have teams, if you're a team sport fan, and you might, you know, you have the stats and the figures, and most likely your team is not the number one team. You still cheer for them because they might have an emotional connection to you, they might have a geographical connection to you, but they are not the best team. You feel a part of this team and when they win, you feel like they win. That is an emotional choice to bar for this team. And I mean, that's just a very, very simple example on how we are emotional. Uh, We make emotional choices rather than uh, rational ones. So that goes with teams and it goes with games and you know you can have all the stats that you want about I mean what what makes a good movie right I mean that's objective and the reason you love a movie or don't like a movie is obviously because of how it makes you feel it's emotional again it's not rational you can say that intellectually something should be good because of this and this and this, the way they filmed it or blah, 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 but you might not, you still might not like it because it doesn't tick a box for you emotionally. The same reason two people will have two different opinions of the same movie or a relationship is emotional. It is not rational. Someone might say, if I had what you had, I would be happy, so therefore you should be happy. That's not how it works, right? Because what makes someone happy is actually how they feel. And if they feel happy, then whatever those circumstances are will then match that emotion. So it's important to, to, when we understand this, we understand as well that in our journey of health and fitness and in our uh, journey to well-being, a lot of the time we don't make rational decisions. We know intellectually what's good and bad for us, but emotionally we still do them because it gives us something emotionally. So once you tap into this, once you really understand this, um, you know, another thing is the whole Apple-Samsung deal where you might look at a Samsung and say that's got a better camera than the Apple iPhone. You might say that the uh, iOS or the Android operating system is faster. It it uploads, you know, 0.0002 seconds faster than than the Apple iOS uh, operating system. And... um, So that's an intellectual statement 
that's a fact, that makes sense. But it doesn't mean that you buy a Samsung anyway, because it doesn't feel like an Apple. You don't emotionally, you don't align with Samsung's uh, way of doing business, so you don't align with their cause, so you don't align with whatever. And those, all of those things are emotional, which is why Apple is so successful because they've gone to such precision of understanding who they want their customer to be. And everything Apple has done is with the customer experience, the customer feeling. And that's why Apple is winning. With, you know, you have people queuing outside when a new Apple iPhone gets uh, released. There's an incredible emotion attached to that where people are ready to actually queue and sleep out of a store to do that. That's emotional. It's not rational. It doesn't make sense sleeping outside, right? So, and so what I mean here is, if you tap into why you make the decisions that you don't like in life, you might not like how much you drink or what you eat or how much you eat or that you don't train. Understand that you're doing it, even though intellectually it doesn't make sense, emotionally it's giving you something. And you know that because when you feel like crap and you go for the chocolate, it feels better for the moment. Two years down the track, when you're overweight and feeling rubbish, it's going to feel very, very bad. But in the moment, you've gone for the short-term sacrifice instead of the long-term satisfaction. Now, so what do you do about all this then? Okay, so I'd rather buy Apple iPhones and I like this um, team that never wins and blah, blah, blah. So what does that all mean? What it means is that when you understand why you go for the chocolates, why you go for the team who doesn't win, and blah, 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 you keep rooting for this team who always loses, whatever. It gives you a connection. When you go out and have a cigarette with your colleagues, it gives you a connection to these people. That's the thing you're after, not the cigarette. When you, um, when you go and cheer with, when you go and watch the game and you cheer for this team, you're with hundreds and thousands of other people who, and you get a connection. We're always after the connection. We're just like connectionally deprived human beings. And even further, right, like, so say the cigarette smoking will take you back to the first time you smoked the cigarette. No one starts you in the 32 to start smoking, right? But what it does is, emotionally, there's a memory attached to when you first started smoking, how it was a little bit rebellious, you were finally, you felt like an adult, you made your own decisions. Maybe you looked up to the other kids in school who were smoking, you wanted to be cool like them, so you felt cool when you smoked. Understand that all those memories and emotion are stored in your brain and in your body and you're in a, on a cellular level emotionally. 
so that even now when you pick up the cigarette, the, it triggers that emotion and you feel calm, cool or whatever. Um, you know, you feel a connection to the older kids subconsciously. You don't think of that consciously, like how cool am I smoking? And there's also a connection to nurture for sucking on mommy's nipple in that cigarette in the actual motion, right? So there's a lot of psychological stuff, certainly with smoking, but in any of these things, it gives you something. So the point then again, to bring it all down, to tie it out in a little ribbon for you, what it means is that if you can replace that connection, going out drinking with your friends, like you don't talk about how, how good the cocktails were or what was in them or how many mils of Cointreau and how many mils of cranberry juice and how many mils of vodka was in your Cosmopolitan. That's not why you go out and drink. You, you go out and talk about the memories. Oh, how fun was it on the dance floor? Oh, I remember when we did this. It's all the memories, it's the connection to the people that we did. So understand that that's what you're after. You're not after the, the drunk feeling. You're not after the alcohol itself. You're after the connection that comes with it. So then, here's the kicker. You can just replace that and still have that connection with those people, but in another scenario. So you can replace all the bad habits with other good habits, as long as you understand what, it gives you, what the bad habits gives you emotionally. Now, if you really tap into this, you can change everything. It is so powerful. It is so powerful to then understand your potential. When you don't have to screw up your body. You don't have to do all these things that are making you feel crap in the long run because even in the short term, you can have that satisfaction and the gratification of what's actually going on in your life and what you're actually after. But we've been disconnected for a little bit too long, not tapping into why we do them, but just looking at how bad they are when we beat ourselves up. Turn it all around. You've got unlimited potential you just need to tap into your potential. Understand on an emotional level what all the bad habits that you're doing that you feel like you want to change but you can't, it's because doing them gives you something emotionally. Now then go in and replace that emotion with a good habit. And understand that anything that you want to do in life, anything that you want to be in life, you will be better at it if you're healthier, happier, more fulfilled, stronger, and fitter. So training regularly, eating better, learning more, and then applying everything that you learn will compoundly increase the potential of being better at what you truly want to do whatever that is. 
whether you want to be a, a parent or an artist or a, you know, a taxi driver or whatever it is that you want to do and be and feel, you will be better at it if you're happier, healthier, more fulfilled, fitter, stronger. So all you got to do is, first of all, seek the knowledge, which is why I've put this, these resources together. Seek the knowledge and then understand how to apply it. And if you need a hand, reach out because I'm here. Over and out from Conan, I want to thank you for your attention, which is the most valuable thing that you can give me. I really appreciate it. I congratulate you for listening to this episode and I welcome you to listen to the others. Um, and um, I thank you for your time. I'm deeply humbled by your attention.